You're listening to the Forest School Podcast with Lewis Ames and Gemma Sutherden. Hi guys, this week we were joined in the woods, in our very own woods, um, by Nick Elvey as well as Rudy and Sunny. Um, they all dropped in to come and have a chat with us about the transformational side of Forest School, whether uh, going into the woods is always a transformative uh, experience, whether that's always positive or negative, uh, as well as what our role is in that transformation, um, and uh, answering the question, are we the magic bacon? We'll find out. Enjoy. We're doing trans- transform, what is it? Tra- what? Well, because I just saw- Transformers. You were- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are robots in disguise. <laughs> We're well disguised. Um, I saw your post, I think it's an advert for your course, um, which I thought was very clever, saying that it was transformative. Yeah. And then, and I only said anything because I did a whole big piece of work on forest <gasps> school and working in a forest and transformative Amazing. experiences. Tell us about that. We are recording, right? Yeah. Great. Are we recording? Just yeah. Just get, just get, there's a nut hatch. Just oh, is there? Let you know. Yep. Oh. It's much easier on Zoom because you don't get distra- distracted oh, by nature. Oh, we do that nature. all the time. Yeah, yeah. We're like talking going, oh, squirrel, oh, one second. Oh, oh there's a <laughs> Go on, tell us about this piece of work. What oh, yeah. So, I, so I'm going to be really, really rusty because it was ages ago, but um, I... I have had one of my special interests <laughs> one of them has been fairy tales and folk tales and particularly nice. ones in woods and mm. forests and um with some other kind of outdoor leadery type people but uh, i might say that they were less forest school and probably more outdoor adventure education mm-hmm. they had this view of forest schoolers being middle-aged women mm. often sorry lewis mm. <laughs> And uh, we'll talk about it quite a lot. And then I was like thinking about it. And um, and then actually one of the conclusions I came to is that actually maybe some women get to a point in their lives uh, where they are at a sort of transition point anyway. And that actually the woods and the forest <clears throat> looks like a really good way to go. Mm. And then when I did a bit of research, it became really obvious that everything we're fed from when we're really little, from babies probably, about the woods and the forest, is uh, that it is a transformative journey. It is a process that is transformative. Any Anything or anyone that goes into the woods mm. is transformed. Mm. And they come out the other side different, or they don't come out. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and then so I was just kind of researching around that idea of why some people might be attracted to working in woodlands when maybe particularly that wasn't something that they did before. Mm. Um, and it's it's not that hard to uh, get your head around really, is it, when you think about it? Because we are fed all the fairy tales and we have lots of modern versions that, versions that still exist. I think it's really fascinating. That is completely fascinating. Mm. I wonder what, like, where the, even before the folk tales, like, where I'm ch- thinking about, like, you know, evolutionary and, like, you know, ancient history. That's got to be, like, to do with plains, grassland, safe, woods, not so safe, 
but go, exciting. Go, yeah. Potential. And also live in the flat bit with good visibility. Woods resources, and aren't they? As well yeah, as danger. It. So scary things live in the woods. But it's worth it. But <laughs> you have to go in there because that's where all the resources are. Um, and so I imagine it will be a bit like, uh, say, where I grew up in the China Clay area. There would be kind of myths about, oh, yeah, someone that went into the mica pool and then didn't ever come out sort of thing. Mm. And, uh, and you never know when you're a kid whether that's true or not true. And, mm. and then so probably some tales evolve as a kind of warning, don't they? Yeah. And um, maybe I'm wondering about like, oh, you know, so if you're living in your group of fellow humans and then like who's going to be the one that's going to go into the woods to get the stuff oh it's going to be me I'm going to go like because I've got the personality that's ready for that and so they go in and maybe they don't come out and maybe there are stories told about like well we don't really want to tell everyone that they've probably corked it or get they've actually changed they've actually changed into a bear now so do you know what I mean the kind of yeah, stories yeah, that yeah, you tell yeah. kids yeah. and go oh, yeah yeah that his, that, yeah, his or her on. spirit has become yeah. has become merged with, with the bear exactly in its stomach <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean like those stories yeah. like Father Christmas like kind of um, you know just put a put a gloss of paint over it make it really cool <laughs> they're never going to come back do you again. think the woods though is also about like as you get increasingly into like closer to now the more woodsy people are the fringes of society like mm. the more you've got like a built-up area the more you've got like the only people that go in the woods are the foragers and the woods people and the whatever we here in the city don't squirrels running everywhere <laughs> oh crazy squirrels <laughs> squirrel race but do you know what I mean? Like, it becomes like the others. So the yeah. story makes sense mm. because you can tell the story in the city about the quaint country folk who still do the dangerous, <laughs> quirky thing. Do you know, mm. know what I mean? Yeah. But, it's still, but then you've got to put the, like, Aesop's fable dollop of morals on, on it of, like, and that's why you always leave a trail or, like... <laughs> Stay to the path. Yeah. So in my mind, from uh, thinking about what happens in stories and how we might apply that to life, you guys might be like the magical guides. <laughs> we are the bear. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that happens in you know all of those kinds of tales is that there are magical creatures, magical objects, ma talking trees. Um, uh, so we did a big sort of production of mm. Baba Yaga. I was a gate that was helpful. Yeah, Some yeah, was we gate. told gate. that story here the other day. Yeah, yeah. I was a really helpful yeah. gate. gate. <laughs> and there was a rag, and there was some bacon fat, Amazing. and yeah. those are all magical, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> helpful beings, I yeah. guess, to... Um, on the hero's quest, like, to get yeah. you Yeah, yeah, yeah. to journey. move you on your journey and make sure that you are successful. Um, and then so I was just thinking when people first enter the woods and that's not their natural environment yet maybe they are a bit on the hero's quest but possibly like you guys after you've been outside in the woods for a long time and you're really comfortable and that is your place then uh, you know if we're applying that to ourselves as you know outdoor leaders maybe you get to move on and become you can be the bear, Lewis. You can be a magical bear. You get, <laughs> I can be a some bacon fat <laughs> in Baba Yaga. Um, yeah, so I just think it's really interesting, like the roles that we might all play, uh, because not everybody's going to be on that journey in the same way. 
if you're not a newbie, you're not necessarily still feeling like you're on that hero's quest journey. That's really interesting. Do you reckon that you can, if you are someone who's, yeah, become transformed and you mm. are the magical bear or the magical bacon brat, do you <laughs> think that you can feel, like, for you guys, like, can you feel the, the sort of moment or moments or the period of time where it is shifting? Do you think it's something you can look back on and go, oh, yeah, it was about, like, year two and I was feeling that thing, or or do you think it's just so slow oh, and that's really interesting and gradual that like you just don't even notice? Frog thing, where you where you the don't what? know. Boiling frog. The boiling frog. <laughs> What's yeah, the one like frog? you? It's in cold water, and if you heat it up, like it won't jump out because it doesn't notice the oh, temperature okay, yeah, change because yeah, yeah. it's so slow. Okay. But if you put it in, boil, it will like jump out. Okay. Um, so that if you're just in it, you don't notice. You just, yeah. Because you, you don't just necessarily keep changing and stuff keeps happening really slowly. Mm. I think it's easier to notice in the kids though because we've had some kids for like five years or something mm. and they're like oh yeah no actually that's like quite a long yeah. way from when we first met them or like I don't know like some that have become youth leaders now and you're like yeah that's really cool um but then they'll go through a different kind of journey won't they and it'll yeah. be transforming in another way again because they'll be comfortable in that environment but then they have to kind of adapt to a different role and um, yeah. and they they have to learn all that stuff again, like but a, from a different perspective with a different lens yeah. on it. Because I can look and see when I was like still learning loads of stuff. Because there was a time where I didn't help; I was like in the sessions. Yeah. And so oh, I yeah. would be really <laughs> annoying. So I like climbed to the top of a tree just for fun because I was bored. Like much became, higher than like, the, the insurance would yeah. allow. And so I can tell like when I was different or when I didn't get it, but I don't know if I'd be able to tell you the point where I understood. Mm-hmm. Like I can go, yeah, at that point I know I didn't get it, but I don't know when that changed. Like mm-hmm. I could, I just tell you that you that's different to now, yeah. but um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to go, yep, that point, that's there's, when. There's something there though about different journeys that like I, I think for me, if I if I am the magical bacon fat, then I w- I think I think I when I started I had a good few years of thinking that I was getting everyone on the same journey. They'll come to me. We'll do the journey that I offer, and then we'll go. You know, at the end. Like finished package. And it was like yeah, and it, which was weird because I definitely had like a real view of like God, oh, school's really churning people into like putting people into boxes and actually I was probably in the position of going like this is my outdoor shaped box yeah. and I will get you into this outdoor shaped well, box. Well that's what you've been through that's the system you've yeah. been through as a child and then you're working in it so it's all only natural that you will then go well but I like being outside so I'll kind of do the same thing but outside it's in your bones yeah. almost isn't it? But then you get that's to I think now I'm more comfortable with the idea that like everybody that comes through is doing a different journey and I'm a different like and you that everyone yeah. in different ways is the basic yeah. part as well. Yeah. And I think that then leads to that is probably why the like, you know, the like crazy mentor that all the store, all the heroes' journeys have got, mm. which yeah. is probably where we end up because we're not entirely sure what we're helping them with or if we're helping at all. <laughs> and then that comes across as this like batshit, you know, like <laughs> let me tell you about the woodpeckers and just <laughs> yeah, yeah. because yeah. that's what you end up doing mm. you're not as like strict in a guide of like come here and i will help you yeah um, like i can give you this box but i can't tell you what it does yeah you can give them something or how you use it is your own <laughs> magical choice yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> i think for me it was, there's definitely something along the journey of like coming to the same place 
every mm. you know almost every day for years I'm coming to the same woodland um and i kind of want to talk with jenny archard about this because she's doing her research yeah. on like yeah the power of place and yeah. you know and practitioners um but there was something that kind of shifted in me where it's it kind of changed from just like yeah thinking again teacher past teacher hat on going mm. right okay this group is coming i'm working with this group i need to prepare and i need to plan and i need to like get all the resources and that kind mm. of thing and then when you like chill with that and you go oh it's actually fine the forest offers what it offers yeah. and it's not all about what i am giving these people yeah. ah, you know <laughs> all the time um and i stopped like absolutely cramming my van with every single resource in case somebody wanted to play with it you know i stopped doing that and then that gave me the headspace to kind of notice the woods itself yeah. and so my own personal relationship with the forest then developed because i wasn't fretting about mm. like my mm. duties so much um and then and i noticed so many things just by going to the set yeah coming here every day and mm. noticing the like the details of the seasons and the plants and the animals and stuff and then that kind of carried on into the rest of life and I looked at the natural world in a whole new way and I think for me that was my I am now part of the forest <laughs> kind of thing I'm a magical tree exactly. that can speak to you exactly yeah yeah do you guys have sometimes women I will realize that we're talking to like we've got someone new join a, a very established toddler group or you've got, mm. and you realize that like with the group you've been on this journey mm. but this new person has joined and you are singing songs in a different language while you all bow down to like the certain tri- and this new person is <laughs> like, giving oh, you the face of like yeah okay we look like this step back yeah. a few paces it's just like yeah but at that point do you think when that new person is there with these probably quite alien things happening that's when they either decide themselves if they're going to enter and carry on or if they're Run away from the woods. they're going to turn around and go back because that's not a journey they're ready for yeah your freaky songs yeah and, you, and you see adults? it say it again do you just mean adults sorry as you were saying that i was trying to imagine adults and children doing anybody that. i think i think anybody children and adults they kind of arrive and you see them it's like a test period scoping it out like trying to work and they, they're, they're trying to imagine themselves here you know can i do this is this the thing that is for me and there are lots of reasons why they might think it is for them or it isn't for them um but maybe your songs are a part of that do you know what i mean or maybe the things that you have established as a part of the existing journey for everybody else um I wonder if at that point they think, oh, I want to be a part of that. Mm. Or whether they're like, oh, (laughs) this isn't me right now. Even the youth leaders do that, though. Like, they'll come and then some of them will be like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. Uh, And then others come for a day. And then at the end of the session, you're like, yeah, you're not coming back, are you? You might say you're coming back, but you're not coming back. Because, like, it's, it's a different mindset in it. Yeah. Mm. What do you think makes them? I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? Mm. Without asking them directly. But what do you? Why do you think people go? Oh no, that's not for me. Do you think it's like the outdoors in general? Do you think it's like the culture of a group, or they expected something different? Expected something different, especially yeah. with our groups, because if you go into it thinking that it's for a school, it's really not for a school. Right. And if you're like, uh, or if you go into into it thinking, oh, you'll be working in the outdoors with lovely children and like the sweet little legs you get like people around, jumping on you and like screaming and you just like for us that's normal but if you come into that thinking it's going to be something else 
and then it is what it is. It's just, it's like... And it's funny, because, like, uh, you could come on one day and be like, wow, I, not, this is not for me, and then the next week we're doing something completely different. Mm. Or even and different the, All the kids are completely mm. different. Like, it's it's kind of crazy to think about how much the, like, woods and all... Because we move around and we go to the beach all the more, and how much that makes... A difference or the weather or like mm. how much that does really impact or what, what part you might see or what you think yeah. you've seen. I don't know if you notice that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so end of term items. If someone's just had holiday, they will arrive differently. If they are waiting for a holiday, um, yeah, that can be really challenging. And for some children who, you know, some children definitely will be really anxious about what they're going to meet for the holiday at home. Um, and you become their safe space, and so if they know they're not going to be with you for a week or a number of weeks... They're starting to work out what that's going to look like. (laughs) and then we can see different behaviours. I was just thinking about, like, when either adults or children, like, decide to move on, like, they go, okay, I'm not going to come anymore, like, Mm. especially people who've been for quite a long time, Mm. and about, like, how that might relate to that whole transformative fairy tale, folk tale thing, and about whether you can kind of match that in any way where you know if you're thinking of it like a hero's quest mm. and for some people it's going to happen at different times but whether people are going yeah i've actually I'm happy now yeah mm. i've done the thing i set out to do or no I, not, that's not right not set out to do because you don't know what you're going to do do you mm. but i've kind of i've but you I've get done to a place where you feel kind of like satisfied or like a finish naturally mm. yeah yeah but uh, one of the things we were talking about on the way here is that um we can also be in danger particularly in research or when we're trying to get data Mm. um, from our sessions um, that we almost expect a transformation because Mm. we have to be really really wary of it so that's really interesting Gemma I think you know bringing up that at what point does someone feel like they have you know been through a transformation and they've arrived and they're happy Mm. and they will move on to something else Um, and at what point um, can we see that? So often, I don't know if this happens as much anymore, but definitely in the early days, um, lots of data would be collected, say, in a six-week block mm-hmm. or in a ten-week block. And if you and you're quite likely to see lots of change, I would say, in that kind of a period of time. Um, but then, if if people stay with you then it just undulates you know it's not it's not an increasing graph it goes up and down up and down up and down definitely i was just wondering as you were saying that you're saying see the change and i'm wondering if we can always see the change Mm. i think sometimes if you're looking for it like you miss it if you're if you're if you're going oh yeah oh man (laughs) slow down (laughs) but like if you're if you're like looking for what's what's different or what's changed and then you you might be looking for certain things and then if it's something you don't expect or something that you might not see or you might just notice it randomly one day but if you're searching for it you probably i feel like you would miss it because you it doesn't come up in the ways you think yeah i know i know exactly what you mean i think that is the problem with a lot of forest school research is that it's so subjective and it's so like you know I think when people criticise for a school and go, well, you know, there's actually no proof. It's like, well, yeah, but how do you flip and prove it? Like, there are researchers <laughs> who are 
putting you know the magical goggles on kids and monitoring their heart rate yeah. and their, all of those kind of things and like that's the kind of scientific well yes mm. I can prove that stress levels are doing this or um bloody blah, blah but there is definitely a lot of you know if you wanted to you could really do some pretty rubbish research and go oh yes look you know everyone's yeah. just so much happier now and it's just really great and it's definitely transformative but it's like but who are we to say that mm. but like I think you were trying to say Liz like how can you go how can you look inside somebody and go oh, yes this has definitely been a great well, experience uh, for you like you don't know do you you really don't mm. and it could have been transformative in a way that's negative at times you know you talk about going yeah undulate. like something really scary can happen in the, in the woods it can happen at forest school and that yeah. can set somebody back or it can be a real like challenge when the hunt dogs come through exactly. for example exactly that. <laughs> but we're saying like if we're saying that six you know we're saying six weeks is normally what we consider transformational or ten weeks is what you know but also that just any visit to a woods mm in and of itself is transformational whether that's i mean you could you put a min, minimum on it is five minutes going to be transformational? but then as leaders we're probably if we're honest still learning about our learners for six weeks to to then go yeah. so that's how i know who you are but you might have had learners might have had a transformation between the gate and you know the end of your first session and it's only that's when i think it's valuable that you like that we're not on our own that we are talking to parents that we are yeah. talking to schools we're talking to t- because you know the the cliche one is like you know it's always the kid that's a bit wobbly in class and then they come out and they're just like oh i've never seen them in this light and they're done whatever yeah. but equally like i think it's sometimes important to check with parents because they might go oh they'd never touch the dirt at home but they might have been touching dirt week one with us yeah. because of other stuff that we've put in place mm-hmm. and like and I guess also remembering that that transformation is not always permanent or linear mm. yeah that sometimes it's forwards backwards you know it bunny hops or sometimes it's big leaps and mm. that like for me at least when I hear the word transformation I imagine like a switch has flipped right. you know you have transformed and therefore you will not go back but like it might be something that happens over a day or a session and then it ebbs back a bit and then the next session it comes a bit forwards and it goes back a bit. Mm. I'm just wondering if transform is the right word. I know that if I don't bring up trauma-informed work, Mel Kent, who I work with, will actually kill me uh, <laughs> while you're saying this. Sounds traumatic. Uh, yeah, is, she's traumatic. <laughs> um, because... Um, with when you're working with trauma what mel will definitely say is that um you can see an improvement and you can get really you know you can be really pleased for them and then actually all of a sudden it can appear to go backwards you know or behaviors can return that you thought had gone and um that's not an unusual response for children or people that have had some kind of significant trauma um, because they will need to test stuff. Yeah. Mm. So they might have yeah. made massive progress. Like the initial burst. Yeah, and it might look just amazing. And then all of a sudden you can see some quite um, challenging or stressful um, behaviour. Stuff you've not or seen. Or, yeah, before. something new um, that you think, oh, okay. That's coming out now. Yeah, yeah. so now we're seeing this. And so I definitely don't think that it is a a straightforward path through the woodland for mm. lots of people. Maybe it is for others, I don't know. Yeah, but for lots of people that we work with, it wouldn't be, I don't think. 
Do you think that's true for leaders in terms of like, if we, so if all of us stopped doing this now, if we all went and had to get office jobs, do you think, yeah, right, God, horrible. <laughs> but like, would we, are we set now? This is, this is us. We've been in the woods for however many years we've been working in the woods. We are permanently transformed. Or would we need to keep topping it up to keep, do, do you know what I mean? Away from the woods and they oh, came back. What that's like, like uh, so we had someone that came to work with us who is a like sound designer for games. Oh, and yeah. he was talking about, cause he, so he does Ollie and he lives in London and he was like, uh, that that's quite different for him, what he would normally do, but he loves it. So he, you know, it's worth it for him, but he goes and does like a, what did he call it? Like a sort of meditation. Thing. Yeah, like where he, he, so he'll go and sit. It doesn't matter where he might be in a park, and he'll go and sit and he listens to some the stuff he can hear that's like him. So clothes rustling and then like a meter and then like and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we did that with him, and he was like, yeah, and it just kind of presses reset for mm. me. So I wonder if maybe being in the woods gives you the skills to do that in other places. Mm. Like you might learn how to regulate from stuff like the river or like the trees or listening to things um that you can take the skills from even if you're not there i don't know mm. i definitely feel like i don't know if i could do the same work in a classroom anymore mm. like i feel really certain about that um and i think education has moved on so maybe that explains why I feel like that because it doesn't look the same as when I was first in it but I I really can't imagine doing things inside mm. anymore mm. Uh, that doesn't mean it will stay that way mm. and, I, and I my interests move on really quickly so I get bored quite quickly but actually this is not something that I have tired of been tired of yet it's <laughs> funny that isn't it yeah. I'm the same and I keep yeah. um, wondering like when I'm gonna get bored. Like I keep checking in with myself yeah, yeah. and going like, like there's like definite kind of, this is gonna freak Lewis out now. Cause he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving, don't worry. But there's definite like, uh, like two years is a real like itchy feet time for me. Like mm. two years in a thing. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna retrain now. I'm gonna go back to university and like do something else. Yeah, like squirrels going in the washing um, up. <laughs> ah, get out of it, you cheeky squirrel. Cheeky rascal. Um, yeah, and then I kind of compare it to other things. I've done. oh, I've lasted longer at this than I did when I was working in the yeah, cinema. Yeah, but you do the same. And I've lasted longer That's at really this funny. than I did when I was doing acting. And I'm like, you know, all that kind of thing. And then, so my only length comparison thing is teaching in a classroom, which yeah. was nine years. So I'm going, oh, I wonder if I'll, wonder like, if I'll make that it. Long. Exactly. <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I definitely will because it's. There's nothing because I'm I'm very used to going. Okay, I'm doing this for a certain amount of time, but that's the that's the thing. That's the, like mm. ambitious like thing. And I, it's taken me quite a long time to get used to. There is no ambitious thing. So for a while I was like, I'm going to do a PhD. I spoke with you about it, mm. didn't I? I'm definitely gonna, and I was like, yeah, but why, why do I actually want to do that? I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to do that right now. Everything's just chill. And I find that really hard yeah. to not go, well, yeah. what's the next thing I'm going to yeah, plan yeah. for? And just yeah. go, oh, it's all just fine. Do you think time in general gets transformed in the woods? I think, gen I think that's that the thing question. that is like, yeah. it feels different um, looking at the clock. It's definitely a change from like, you know, classroom, the bell goes off at the yeah, certain yeah. times and you do whatever. But then also there's a, there's different and bigger things about like, 
you've actually got some nature connection going on, your sense of what's quick mm. feels... If I can get something done in a month, I feel like that's quite fast now. Mm. Whereas I don't think I would have thought that before. Oh, or, or your time scale My sense of changed. time... Oh, my God. Is that's transformative as an, as an observer of you as a person. That's tell really us, go on, changed. yeah, tell me like, how what, I was you, broken. What you okay, so, no, nothing was broken. It's completely, it's all just neutral. It's just different. Yeah. Um, so you and I are both quite like, I want to do a thing, I need to get it done. Like, do the thing, do the thing, get the thing done, do the thing. Um, but you were very, very like, do the thing, do it immediately. Like, I've had an idea and it's a great idea and we're going to do the idea. In fact, all of the ideas right now, do it all. Great. And yeah. it's very exciting. And it's, it's worked. Exciting. We're very successful. Yeah, it, ha well, it has. But um, I would say, you're, yeah, just the time scale. So you still have the ideas and you're still like, oh, I want to do the thing, I want to do the thing. But you, the impression I get, vibe-wise, is that you are, you do it in a, you still do the things, mm. but just over a longer time. That's my impression. That's really impressive. Just as a like, yeah, you know, that's good. Good maybe work. Maybe more in rhythm with hey, the woods. There you go. You are transformed. You are transformed. I'm so much less efficient as a worker. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so am I. But I know. bet you're doing other kinds of work though, aren't you? Oh, I mean that that what you're talking about, I guess, is very sort of practical work jobs. But my impression of you guys is that you're working incredibly hard you know with the well-being of the people that you're working with and that is work mm. i think that's such a large part of what happens if it's going well i will say in brackets <laughs> yeah if it's going very well that is the work oh definitely yeah. and i was reflecting on that yesterday when i got back from yeah just finished doing three days of holiday community and um i sort of you know, like you've done something that really is like tired out your whole body. Mm. I felt like that, but for like our skills. And I felt it as a communal oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. So it wasn't just me, it was you and the other colleague you were working with. And um, I really felt like, whoa, I can actually feel the skills that have happened, you know, and and, and looking back on myself. It felt like the performance. Ago, it felt like you've put everything in and then you have the like, for me at least, it feels right. a bit like that's the show night where you go, yeah. oh, look, these are all the things I do and it's all muscle memory and like... Mm can pull yeah. that out no. I just felt I just felt like I was you know I felt like we were all dealing with you know brand new group never been here before a lot mm. of them you know yeah bringing all the stuff that they're bringing with them and you're just reacting and reacting and you're going okay well this person needs this right now so I'm going to be like this and this oh but this person needs something quite different so I'm going to be like this or I'm not going to speak now because I've learned that when I you know mm. all those skills it is skills you know just being with people and it like it was like a muscle that ached and went yeah, yeah. and i was really proud of us in that way because i could like feel it I was like, yeah. <laughs> whereas I, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this but when you're not used to being in the woods and not used to working in this way in the beginning it can sometimes feel a bit like oh, what am i actually doing like what am i actually that's really interesting because we sometimes i go to a session and if i'm not using like flexing that weird mm. skills muscle then i'm like what what am i actually shall i make a coffee yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i don't know why i'm bit, here yeah and then <laughs> you're like oh, okay i'm sure there's something i could do but it just feels weird then the difference between yeah working super hard in that way and then just being like oh okay 
yeah. I am not needed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. quite funny. And we're so used to like living in a world that is all about like results and outcomes and like mm. you have to show what you've done and you're working in the education system is all about like squeezing the kids through the thing and get them the thing. Mm. And you can like, you know, what are you mm. doing right now? Well, I'm doing this quite clearly. I'm getting them grades, whatever. And then, um, yeah, when you're making that transition and going, I don't actually know, like I'm not teaching in inverted commas. Mm. I'm not like, I'm just being here. And it's, everyone's just being it's here. It's really hard to explain to people. So if we have youth leaders, I am the person that would like give them the tour and mm-hmm. whilst the session's going and go, so you could kind of do this sort of stuff and it's really hard to explain what it is that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, well, if they need this, you can kind of do this and you can play with them and you can talk to them and you can... But not too much and not if they're doing that and like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Because we just do it so much like it's actually really hard to identify what it is that you're doing yeah or like and then explain how to do it maybe that's why it's hard to find people yeah i don't I actually just know what it is i do to you guys i wonder like do you ever feel like it, um, i'm using i'm going with the kind of performance drama metaphors here but do you almost feel like it's kind of uh like choreography or something like and it moves quite when it's going well it all moves quite smoothly and that you know what the other person is doing without even really looking at them yeah, you're yeah. confident that that's getting done and that child is being worked with in the way that's appropriate for them right now yeah and and that you kind of glide around each other um you know feeling really confident that the right stuff is happening yeah and so and i guess to go back to the sort of transformative thing if somebody new comes into that and they're not used to how everything is choreographed and how everybody kind of communicates, often silently. Um, that's so hard for them, I think, sometimes. Um, maybe children and adults, you know, when you're introducing new people into the setting, it's, it, you can't, in some ways, I feel like we're sometimes kind of starting again, because you have to, uh, to be kind to them. Mm. Um, because it, 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 when things work really, really well in a team, a new person coming into that team can feel quite isolated, I think. Yeah. I think if, they, you... if they can't work out how to get in. Yeah. There's, there's something there, isn't there? I think there's something underneath about like transformation being comfortable or uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And whether that's valuable, like for leaders and learners. Yeah. And that we're... Yeah, I haven't got the end of this sentence. Help! I think that goes back to what I was saying about, you know, cha- transforming from an adult working with young people, being like, I am doing the things that I have to do and I know what I'm doing. And then I found that really uncomfortable, that process mm. of going, I felt really guilty. I felt really uncomfortable. Like I was not like, having to make yeah, something happen. Exactly. And I felt really guilty about like, but hang on a minute, I'm like... I'm getting money, albeit not very much, but I'm getting money from like giving kids the, the time, the space, the experiences, a lot of which I had when I was a kid, but not through forest school, just through living near yeah. the countryside and being allowed and being able and not having many screens and going. I just, the guilt I felt from like, but I'm, all I'm doing is like facilitating that and like, I'm like people pay for their kids to have that experience. And but that was really uncomfortable, but now I've come out the other side going, no, but heck, like it is, worthwhile and i don't have any guilt about that anymore it is there's i think if i think about learners though i'm imagining um we have learned it's normally when you've got someone new come to a group who is comfortable because like 
yeah so we've moved from being like it's the activities we offer it's this to being like actually it's about the ethos and the the way we handle things and, and stuff the space. and the space and all this stuff and like if you have someone who's very comfortable in a very like sticks and carrots someone will solve my problems for me I, if someone works well at school like the school system works for them it's an uncomfortable transformation to come to a place where we have there's like unlearning to be done or changes to be done and like sometimes I do feel a bit guilty is the wrong word but like if you take a holiday club for example you've got someone who like school works for them this all works they're coming to us for a couple of days and and basically put it in, in one way, putting them through the ringer in terms of what to expect, <laughs> right? Because it's like, well, actually, we're going to sit down and talk about what's happened rather than me make a decision about how yeah. long you've been on the swing. Or actually, we're going to think about how do these actions Im- impact the woods rather than me go, the golden rules are, whatever. Yeah. And I sometimes feel like, well, this is a really uncomfortable, yeah, going through the ringer for this transformation for something that you're doing for two days when the school system works well for you that's what you do 48 weeks of the year is it fair to put someone through that transformation if they have a system in place that works i think it's really funny because i'm still in college so i am as a woodpecker <laughs> <Yeah>. hey <laughs> that's cool so i'm still in it and right. I will come to work and I'm like, wow, I'm like, should be really exhausted. And I'm just not. And I'm, a, a day at college will mean that I'm a certain level of tired and I should, and I do 10 times the amount of work in a day. And I'm like, yeah, what's next? Oh, you mean in the woods? Yeah, in the yeah. woods. Mm-hmm. And it's like just completely different. And then I think, so kids have, it's really interesting that you talk about the systems between school and in the woods or whatever it is that you're doing and kids i think it can look like they're like what is this this doesn't work because this is what my teacher does but actually it might be relief because i was like talking to one kid and they were like yeah but my teacher does this i was like yeah but you can just talk to me like i'm not going to tell you that that's wrong like could we change it and they're surprised yeah and it's not necessarily like oh that's not what I want. Yeah. It's just they've not they've had it before, so they it. don't know how to deal with it or mm. what to do. I think that's definitely true, and you will hear comments like that, like, oh, I can just do whatever, like, whatever I want. Yeah, and we've you had know, endless or... talk of, like, yeah. games that were banned on the playground, oh, yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and endless stuff that you just, like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they're kind of a bit shocked that they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or they, like, they act in a really specific way that, you wouldn't see anywhere else except from school because teachers are it's very specific because you've got to learn something and there has to be an outcome and then in the woods and working with us and like you that doesn't have to be a thing and if if you just yeah you just go on the journey that you want to go on and whether that means you do the activity that day or you just get through the day being calm in the woods or whatever you need you can do and it takes a while for them to learn that that is okay and that you don't have to like like they don't have to have an outcome at the end of it and it can just be a nice day yeah Mm. yeah yeah Mm. and that's enough yeah that's all right yeah Mm. 
I feel like it will be wrong if I don't mention <laughs> that some people don't actually have the option of um, that transformative experience yeah. in the woods. And this is on my mind because we just experimented. We did a kind of pilot where uh, we had a bus that took families from Bodmin to our woods, which is only in the next town. Yeah. But we had people on the bus who had only been to the next town once mm. and someone who turned up in their school shoes into the woods. Mm. Um, and uh, taking people to green space behind their house that so, they've never been to. Yeah, or... quite a lot of the work that we do in Bodmin usually is in the available green spaces in Bodmin, close to where people live, um, and not usually in woodland. Uh, so... It's, I think it's, I know, something about the woods or the forest that is quite immersive. Mm. And although you can do some really useful, great stuff in different spaces, green spaces and blue spaces, it, I do feel genuinely it is quite hard to get that sort of immersive feeling or experience. Mm -hmm. And actually until last week, I had actively resisted taking people from where they live, if they didn't have transport, out to a different space that they wouldn't be able to access without, without our support, yeah. because I wasn't sure that that was a helpful mm. thing to do. Mm. Um, and we've just done it, and it was really interesting, and there was some nervousness from people who um, don't travel very far from home, probably because they haven't got transport, um, so their life experience will be largely their home and school mm. and the bits in between. Mm. And it was, it was really interesting to do that work. And it was the same stuff we do day in, day out in the woods for us. Yeah. Um, but it was really evident that some young people were quite not freaked out but definitely they were on the edge of their comfort zone yeah and then so going back to what lewis said a bit ago about uh, is transformation you know challenging i think sometimes it is painful isn't it it is uncomfortable and it is painful and um and you do see that and i don't know do you think that you can have transformation with without the pain <laughs> well i guess that's what we're spotting in yeah. our work mm. is like the woods is doing you could view it as like the woods is doing the transforming mm. we're spotting the pain and trying to like yeah. ease Help. that yeah, yeah. and and explain the things that are yep. uncomfortable or yep. like there's some stuff that we do with our resource where it's like we are doing the transforming there's some stuff like you say like just being on uneven ground that you go well we can help with that or we can help with mm. You know, you you genuinely don't know what the sound is coming out of these birds. We can help with those things, and that maybe goes back to what we were saying at the start about like being the magical being guide. The, <laughs> being the magical bacon fat is like it just there we go right the ma right. Sorry, I'm a curse. Right, I edit it. I edit it. Right. Nippity snip. No, it's because they won't be able to tell, but you made, a, you made an action that made 
me visualise exactly what you were going to say next. Sorry. And you couldn't help but say it. I'm sorry. Do you want to explain what gates? What gates? So I was telling Baba Yaga the other day. Yeah. yeah. And um, and the, the group were eating their lunch and uh, yeah, got to the end of the story where the girl oil yeah, she's oiled the gates at the beginning, hasn't she? And so then she's escaping from Baba Yaga and the gates remember that she's oiled them, so they're just like, "Ta-da! I'm gonna let you out because you're cool." Um, so I got to that bit where the gates let her out. <laughs> just no, no, missed the beginning of the like. They'd been there and they were listening, but were obviously weren't yeah, listening. Yeah. So they were just like, gates? <laughs> what, what gates? And they said, the gates... Is there. He was he well uptight about it as well. <laughs> like, oh, what, what like gates? really stressed about what, the gates. What get, the gates? What are you all about gates? <laughs> They're the, you know, the, the, the and the fat and the... the, the. <laughs> what gates? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that took us at the story in one direction. Go on, Lewis, do it. Finish it. What were you going to say? No, no, it's gone. I've, I've got gone the passion. I was, I was having another thought uh, before about... Um, if we're thinking about us being guides, mm. like remembering that as the transforming is going on, that all of the other learners are also guides and important. Mm. And oh, so thinking like yeah. not, not only in terms of like yeah. a group of young learners who are obviously influencing each other and doing other stuff, but like specifically like going back to that thing of toddler groups and someone coming and being like, what the hell is going on here? Like actually one of the strengths I think is empowering other people in the group to be able to be like it's okay they look they are <laughs> fucking weird right but you will get there or like yeah, it's okay it makes sense yeah. in it but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. um but then that's like cool because we will probably do that all the time as leaders and you can pair people up and you go yep that'll work and you see that where different people are and you can see yep they can guide them with this bit and or like we always 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 get the kids to take a new person on the tour because yeah. then they will see everything and they get to literally guide them around yeah. and be like yep this is my woods yeah. <laughs> look at it but also because um, um if the young people guide a new person around the woods whether it's a child or an adult they see it from their perspective. It's not me taking them round and saying, well, this is the area that I hoped mm. that this would occur. Um, if the kids take other kids round, they get to that's tell them about, that that's no my dad. About, but now you know about it, so now we're mm. friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's really important kind of Do you think that attachment. support exists for... So we're saying, like, becoming a forest school leader is transformational, or becoming mm. an outdoor leader is transformational. And quite, you know, so for forest school, it would be your forest school level three. Yeah. Is like, it's both things, isn't it? Because in some ways, that is your, that is the transformation. Hopefully, you have a really great course and you come out of it and you are, um, you know, a different person than you went in. But I've also talked to other people and we've described it as that's your driving test, then you go and learn to drive. Yeah, yeah. But the support that you get during that level three or during whatever outdoor qualification you do. It's very different, and then you go, right, you're qualified now to go and run a group. But you're not really... I mean, you are on paper. You've got a certificate, but you're still going through... You don't know what you're missing, necessarily, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and, like, we're all doing this... We're all still transforming as leaders. And, like, you know, when I do this thing to help people as they go through after level threes and whatever... Um, this but, thing being the podcast. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But for lots of people, they've done their level three and that's the end of the transformation. Then you're off on your own. I don't right, think there is go. an end though. The no, but there's a but the support Just... that comes with it. So if you think if you go yeah. through school, you've got 
teachers and parents mm. and yep. community people and then you go and do a qualification you go right here's your tutors and they hopefully support you through and then you go right now you're a qualified leader you can learn about the entire world and it all counts as forest school and the support net is like yeah you've got to go and network i don't like networking i don't like <laughs> i'm not a mega fan of networking but i think that's it's really important to carry on making sure that you're learning yeah and that you yeah. don't just go oh yeah no i'm cooked now i've done it um and i i definitely make a massive effort to go out and see what is new and and i'm not great at networking but i'll go to a course and meet the people on the course while i'm doing a thing but just hardcore networking is a bit much. But some people love it. <laughs> but I think it is quite important to have others to talk to and just run stuff by. And uh, we definitely have um, friends, really, who operate in their own way, in their own settings, quite close to us. And we will meet and chat and yeah. just run stuff through. Um, I don't know, do you guys have something like that or do you feel a bit bubbled? Well, we're less bubbled because Wem yeah. and I are here. To, like this morning, I was putting hammocks up and um, occasionally we do like double layer hammocks. So you put a hammock yeah, up and then another one. Put, yeah. Like bunk beds, yeah. right. <laughs> um, and um, I was putting it up and I was like, mm, and I just went, and I was like, Wem, are these, are these hammocks all right? And she was like, mm, probably not. If you feel comfortable, then you're not comfortable. And I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable. This is before the kids arrived. And then I was shown, have you ever done, I would call it the Superman, where you get yeah. in, you get in upside up. down, oh, you put yeah. your feet in, and, you and then you flip over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I last did that a few years ago. I'm about three stone heavier than I was then, last time I did it. And I was telling the other person, our colleague, and I was going, oh, have you seen them do it? Yeah, yeah, they do this thing. And I put it in, and I just fell. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, it didn't hold you. I, did, yeah. I put my feet in. I'm 16 stone, and I just hit the like I hit the hammock hit underneath. The yeah. No, oh, I hit the oh, hammock oh. underneath like a seatbelt. No. Right. And I so I just went like funk, and then I got up and I just went like, well, I'm taking the hammocks down now. <laughs> They're not safe. <laughs> and like, you need two people sometimes to bounce stuff yeah. off. No, I was gonna and, say like, that. I think most of the stuff I get is just from everyone. That I work with because mm. I know nothing relatively like like I don't know everyone just knows so much you just absorb it like even coming to meet you guys like I've never met you before but you just have so much and different knowledge and different experiences you just kind of have everyone to does, do you think the yeah. woods does that though because I was thinking about women and I've been through like we've gone from you know different uh you know it was my company and then women came in and then we did all this stuff and we had like well, I was going to say 18 months, but, like, we're still hashing stuff out mm. about, like, what do we think about this? Where do we go from there? Mm. And, like, I don't think that would have been the same relationship building had we not done the majority of it in a woods. Mm. Where, like, the conversations that, like, that's one of the things that greases well, that. We can't, we it's can't. A catalyst. It is like, a catalyst. And I think, like, you know, the times where we try and do work indoors just doesn't work. Like, it's better to do it over Zoom than it is to do it in the same room. Like, I just get really silly. If we're, like, in, indoors, and then we just just go, how have we been in the same room for, like, two hours? We've done, oh, how have we done this? <laughs> Nothing has happened. All of the work. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never had a profound conversation or reached any kind of great enlightenment in a room. But that's because of who we are, and this is true for learners and for leaders 
that you and I need the woodpecker to come past every now and again, yes. and we need the like breeze to move. And we were talking. Uh, Did you get bored? Well, we were talking a, cup, a couple. Of, let me. Jokes. That um, when we were doing the learning is not all in your head book. And there was a bit in there where there was like one learner saying like, I can listen, they can't do sit still and listen. I can do one of those. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things that makes the woods transformational is like, it's okay to be having a conversation while you whittle, to be walking and doing that thing. Like if we tried to sit down and have all the ethos chats that we've had, or the like, actually it's, mm. for some stuff it's really good. When we go like, hey, um, are we actually paying ourselves enough out of this thing? That's so much easier when you're walking, when you're one of you's yeah. doing the yeah. fire yeah. and yeah. one's doing that. Sensory stimulation, like... isn't it? It's like it's like stimming. It's you know, it's giving you so much extra sensory stimulation that if you need that in order to focus, then that's really helpful. It's already accounted for. You don't yes, have to exactly. go somewhere extra yeah. to get it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree, and that would everything you've just said would work for me. Yeah. yeah, I think I need all of that extra information going in in order to focus somehow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we have done training in a room, mm. <laughs> and then it's hard to not just go back to schoolness and be a complete tit mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and make jokes and be inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and completely derail the training. Yeah, because um, it, it's it's lacking. It's lacking woodsness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have to, you know, there's not enough stimulation there, so it's like, oh, I better create something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're going to create a diversion. How exactly. Does everybody get. <laughs> I'll be the woodpecker. How does that. How is. If, if every single one of us feels the same way about that, mm. then how did we all get. Or getting through school? Like, for you. Yeah. What, yeah, yeah. How is that possible? But I guess and then how hasn't it changed? Yeah. So that people can. Be in their places and in the woods, and which is it. why I would find it very hard, like you were saying, to go back into a classroom environment because, you know, my whole, you know, so <laughs> if you looked at the hours I spent teaching and how many of those, you know, how much of that time was spent telling somebody to stop swinging on the chair because that's what we were told, you know, don't let them swing on the chairs. You know, I could not tell someone now to stop swinging on a chair. They need to flip and swing on the chair. <laughs> yeah. You can say, I'm worried you're going to hit your head. Yeah. You did that last week. Are you sure you want to do that right now? Or you can, you know. They need, mm. and, and you know, there's no way you can go to school, okay, they, well, they need to move, so that, there's no answer for that. It's like not like, oh, yes, of course, we have these thousand pounds for you to buy a bouncy ball tomorrow, sit on, instead of a chair, or we have, or we yeah. can actually, yeah, we can go outside for English, of course, every day. It's like, well, it's not there, is it? So you're just back in that thing of mm. don't swing in your chair. Yeah. You need to move? Like, yeah. My sister's just gone back to do some um, cover work in a secondary, and... Um, she says the same thing she's it's so hard because there's an expectation for staff to pick up on things that she doesn't care about and that then a thing that happens and this is interesting talking about teams you know a teacher will come in the classroom and comment how on how noisy it is or pull up a child on what they're wearing and it will be somebody that she hasn't even you know, she's lagged and ignored it as, or, as yeah. an issue, but then they almost kind of get picked on. 
um, by somebody that comes in and interferes. And, it, and then I just think it's very, very undermining. And a lot of what you do in teaching, I think, is for the benefit of the other adults so that mm. um, they feel confident in, in your ability. And, uh, you know, a quiet classroom looks like you've got control and that everybody's on task. And of course, we know that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, and so it just functions completely differently, doesn't it? Well, it's um, like homogenizing, isn't it? It's homogenizing approach and homogenizing like environment, mm. which is which, so that you can be like the classroom you had last year is like the classroom you had this year, and, it's cl- and the classroom and, the cl- and like that's one way of reducing friction is to be like there will be no changes. It will be the same. Versus being in a woods, being in a natural space where you're like there over there is not like over there is not like over there is not like over there. And even that face feels different to the way it did yesterday because something's coming to leaf or there's now a dead animal yeah. on the floor or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or a tree came down or, yeah yeah someone else has built a den there. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i think that's part of what keeps me interested and means that i'm still doing it yeah actually because everything changes all the time and there are new challenges every day and every part of every day plans for this and I quite like the fact that it's hard to plan for. Yeah. I think you you need to get different skills, uh, and you you just have lots of things up your sleeve all the time. And yeah. I love that way of working. Yeah. And I, I feel like that does more for me rather than having everything on paper, and and knowing that you can deliver it because it's in a classroom. Um, I was reading something about that. Have yeah. you got the? So I know you've read the book of Trespass. Oh yeah. Have you got the new one? Trespass Not yeah. I've companion. seen it. Yeah yeah yeah. Is it good? So good. I'm going on his course. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's next month. What are you yeah, doing? it's a very, very special. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Luxurious thing. Um, he's doing. He's running something at Dartington, mm-hmm. and I think it's five days, and it's kind of artwork and drawing and writing and canoeing mm-hmm. on rivers and. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's a bit, so cool. a bit of a treat. That's so it's a cool. massive, massive treat. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, this is like. such a great writer and such, such a great a thing I to... really want to get him on the podcast yeah 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 um but yeah in that book there's lots of little uh i think we'll probably talk about it because i've tried to, to you to read it but um there are lots of small like mini chapters written by experts in different fields like brain scientists and all the rest of it and um and one of the little bits says about like our natural inclination to go into like in kind of internal rumination in a negative spirally type way and yeah. we do that when our executive function skills aren't challenged and obviously your executive function skills can be over challenged and you can become very stressed out again in the modern world and in the indoor environment but if you're in an outdoor environment the complete yeah the sensory stuff the the change that's happening the kind of considerations you're making all the time about where you're walking, all oh, what's that noise, all those things are keeping you in the moment and so your executive functioning is being challenged just the right amount, ideally, in ah. an outdoor environment. And like that's you're cool. describing as well, and again with a group, then, then that's another thing all the time, like you're saying, you can't plan for it, oh what am I going to do now? I'm problem solving all the time, but in a little manageable way, yeah. and that moment's over and now we're on to the next thing. It's not like a massive like, oh god I've got this horrible project on at work and I really don't get on with my boss, like, that's a different type of yeah. stress isn't it? Whereas mm. this is, you know, his argument is that it's just the right amount of challenge to stop you going into that ruminative way of thinking. I thought, god yeah, that, I think that is true. That makes perfect sense to me and I definitely feel like that's probably happening. 
for me and my brain. Uh, but do you think that happens for everybody? Because we definitely, you know, it makes me might think meet about, people um, in the woods and they're not necessarily going they're through not those, thinking all those things that you might be. Or the opposite. What's it, um, is it Chris Packham? And he said he couldn't go for a walk in the woods anymore because he wasn't hearing bird song. He was hearing blackbird stress call, buzzard oh, asking for mating. Okay. This thing's going yeah, like too much. Too much. It wasn't just like ah, oh, you know, like that. It's, I think it's like a meme now, isn't it? Like yeah. bird song to us sounds like la la la, and they're all actually going <laughs> like fuck off. <laughs> this is my words. <laughs> um, and he was like going the other way and saying like, yeah, my executive function is hearing yeah. it. A different level. Yeah. I think there's something in the woods though that lets you choose how much you engage with that executive function stuff mm. for the most part. We definitely give us some more. What do you mean? Well, I mean, in terms of like, if you want to, you can go off running and you can challenge your balance and your spatial reasoning and your whatever, you know, everything that comes with that. If you want to, you can be sat on. A bench or on a log and you can just engage with like it's the wind the wind is touching my skin and that's all I've got the brain space for yeah. right now but that comes with the pedagogy of it being like learner centered rather than it being that and that's where it is in with me saying that I thought I was putting everyone on the same journey we'll all go for a run we'll all go yeah. and do this thing whereas actually now I've got a lot more understanding of like sitting still in the wind is as challenging and engaging for someone as another person being like, yes. I need to run and climb this tree and be singing a song at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. We describe what we do as uh, being low demand, and that means low demand from us. We're not we making don't need demands. Anything from you. Um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't quite a lot of demands that already exist from the yeah. environment, like you say. Yeah. The wind or the rain or the temperature or the uneven ground or socially from other kids. Mm -hmm. or And I think it can change really quickly because you have a kid that is getting the exact sensory feedback they need from the river and they're loving it and then they are like, yeah, this is great, this is great, this is great, this is great. And then it goes in their socks or like mm. they dunk their head under and then they're like, oh, oh, this mm. is too much. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, come on then. And we yeah. sit you out. But like it's... You, you don't know when that is gonna change or like mm. when it will mm. happen and they don't either which is quite fun to like you test it out and you see what's all right mm. so and everyone is doing that all the time even quite, if they're sitting on a bench it's quite hard mm. to blame the woods like if you've got stuff where <laughs> yeah. it's like this resort if it's like a resource that's been taken away from you by a by an adult by a superior like, you are now not having this play sword anymore. The dressing up box is going away. That's a very it's different easy thing. easy to, like, go, yep, blame you. Yeah, you, you're the prick. Um, <laughs> and, like, whereas if you whack it on a tree and it snaps, that's the same result. The resource is gone. But there's something different about it. You can't blame the woods. I mean, some people do. Some kids call trees pricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, you, I feel like... We still get quite a lot of blaming the woods. I'm trying to think of an example, and I'm sure I'll think of one in a minute. But rain like is quite often the one people people are like, the rain is ruining my day. Yeah. Like the rain. Yeah. We quite often tell the wind to fuck off. Yeah. The wind can fuck off now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so we had the steep, steep 
bank and some are like, yeah, this is really fun, this is great. And then they slide on their butt all the way down, landing brambles, and then they're like, yeah, I hate it, I'm never going to, nope, that's not for me. Stupid and then, woods! Yeah, and then the like, <laughs> anger's there from the, for the woods, yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. Still a transformation though, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, that whole process of like, being tested almost by the elements, yep. by the environment, I'm just thinking about going back to it being transformative and like over time repeatedly having those experiences that are unpredictable and oh, my tummy's rumbling sorry um, <laughs> um and i'm thinking about you know things what reasons why people say that cold water swimming is really helpful because it being like it's really testing it's really kind of going okay well this is really uncomfortable but i'm going to do it anyway and i've done it now and the reason that being helpful is that because then you can apply that same kind of step process to other times in your life that are scary or threatening or whatever and go well no I actually can made it through that exactly (laughs) and just like all like social situations where you're like oh I don't really don't want to put myself in that place because it's scary but if I do it there might be a good outcome and literally those kind of neural pathways in your brain just being trodden and retrodden and retrodden and whether there's something about that happening in the unpredictable outdoors that is part of that transformative journey because you're you're having these challenges and you're like, yeah, but I can do it though. And that is part of the transformative process. Mm. Definitely. I think that is something that, um, outdoor adventure Ed would say, Mm. um, you know, that would be a part of that learning for them. That's like the expedition view. I definitely think like when you walk up a hill and you don't like the type two fun, sort of stuff where you like think that you what's like, type 2 fun? yeah what is type 2 fun? <gasps> i thought you guys would know i just Come was on, like what is yeah, it what's what it mean over explain uh like so you have type 1 fun where it's fun when you're doing it it's fun when you think about it after mm-hmm. type 2 fun this is not fun i hate this hill i hate this woods and then you do it and then you're like oh yeah that was kind of good i'll do that again and then you have like type three fun which is not fun <laughs> whereas like <laughs> it wasn't fun doing it it's not fun when you think about it again oh right but and somebody then you else would expect it but, to be. but it might for, make for a, some people so type three it. fun makes yeah. a funny story oh okay. so it's not fun yeah. when you're doing it it's not fun when you think about it but yeah. leave it for like three years and you'll be like oh yeah that was kind of funny yeah 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 um like my first ever go at abseiling and climbing that's definitely type three. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious story but no, i've no, forgotten am even I what i was talking again? about no. Why Sorry, t- walking up a hill, t- getting t- through t- adversity. Yeah. 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 And the challenge and of it. And it's, it's like, supposed to be yeah. transformative. Yeah, or like character building. And yeah. it's like a bit... It can be a bit toxic, like that, like... Yes. Yeah. You need to, yeah, climb up that hill and you'll feel better about everything. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I just kind of really? climbed up a hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that it can give you a different mindset. Or you can go, yeah, actually, I'm surprised that I could do that. But maybe you won't be. Maybe you'll be like, yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah, or or it's too much. Actually, it was just too stressful, yeah. or too difficult. Yeah, and, yeah. But do you re- do you reckon that maybe the woods has the potential to kind of offer those experiences, but in a less hardcore, extreme way? So it might be. Yeah, I definitely. A bit kids more can gentle, seek it out. You know, I'm quite interested that, in the adventure be. ideas and and the expedition, you know, ideal. I I find that quite interesting, and we do feed some of that into what we do. But I definitely agree that actually you can introduce lots of those ideas in the woods and so there are lots of things about being uncomfortable because of the weather and managing it and and then realizing that you're fine actually and you can experience all those things in a really comfortable way or in a more managed way um uh where there are magical guides to help you through it it's a gateway drug (laughs) 
it is a gateway <laughs> drug to adventure and climbing mountains. Yeah. Type two fun is work play. We have a recurring thing about work play, which is that like, you know, when you watch a group of learners with absolutely no impetus whatsoever, they just go like, we need to get the stuff into the oven now. And they make themselves really stressed. Like, we've got to get all the buckets up the hill. And like, yeah. you haven't put anything in here, right? You're not threatening them. They're just, they're, they they make their own, their own. They've made their own stress. <laughs> the queen is coming. And we have to do <laughs> the fucking the thing. And they're like red and they shout at each other and they're just like, Looking like, at it going like, like this stress. can't be fun. Is this fun? Yeah, is this yeah, fun yeah, for you? Yeah. <laughs> That's... They're really shouting you. No, your job is to do this. Okay, no, but your job is to do this. And like to an outsider with, or someone who's not used to witnessing yeah, much yeah. play. They'd be like, yeah. what? They are, what? you know, and I've had teachers It'd be say concerning. to me. Yeah, I've had teachers It'd say to me. quite confronting. Teachers going, yeah, see, this is the problem with this class. Whenever they have just free time to themselves, they just argue. It's like... And they're yeah, not arguing. Can you look at what they're, they're actually role. doing? Yeah. They're in role yeah. and they're yeah. taking turns and they're delegating and they're doing all this stuff. It just happens to be very loud and very physical and you're not used to but doing that. That was really funny because we did the kite making in a hall and mm. um, with kids that we have in the woods. And I was like, they, they're really loud. But you just don't even hear it. And then Jay was, our sister was like, oh God, it just smells of kid farts. <laughs> she was like, it just smells so bad of kid farts. She was like, I can't wait to get outside again. Yeah. But like, we don't even have to worry about that. Like, yeah. just in the woods, they can be as loud as they want. We don't have to worry about very the kid true. farts. Very true. You smell people. It's very true. Oh. Right. I'm cooked. Yeah, me too. I'm oh, you cooked. must be so really baked. Mind and body. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank you.